the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. A place of our own without a lot of parents peering down our back. Radio worth watching. Oh, Coming to the ring, weighing 195 pounds from New Jersey. Via South Florida. <laughs> via South Florida, Brett Ernst. Uh, everybody's like, where's Piper? Don't worry, he'll be here. In the meantime, you got me, Christian Harloff from Schmoes No, and my good buddy who I haven't seen in a while, very funny, great comedian, Brett Ernst. What's up, Brett? What's up, pal? Uh, how you doing, dude? My my old friend. I know. Still friends. We're still friends. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. But you know what's crazy, though, is, too, that it, you figure we haven't seen each other in so long. What's so great about it is that we br- we're brought back by wrestling. Yeah. We're huge wrestling fans back we, in the day. We 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 uh, we met through wrestling, yeah. and now we're here again through wrestling. Yeah, and the reason that was was that um, I, you know, back Brett, we were talking. Roddy's talked about the comedy store almost every podcast too. Yeah. Is where it's kind of his uh, his new fraternity, and that's and I was. I was made a regular there because of you. You, yes. you and I met, and I was—I guess I was doing a. I vouched for you. You did. I didn't embarrass you. <laughs> you didn't, didn't embarrass, embarrass me. me. Yeah. I vouched for you. You acted appropriately, and I, I did. appreciate that. Well, until you left, huh? until you would go on the road, and then I act like an asshole. Then, so. Yeah. Then you act yeah. like a jerk off, yeah. and I uh, hear about it through other people. <laughs> then we have to have sit downs. Yeah, it's true. I have to vouch for you again. And- well, I mean, that's what Steve had to do with Roddy too, because I've been sitting in, dude, and some of these stories that you get to hear Piper tell. It's so incredible. Well, dude, he when I when I met him, uh, uh, I met him at the store, obviously. Yeah. And I was on a podcast, I think, a few weeks ago with him, and um, we went out to eat afterward. I mean, after getting to know him, and yeah. I, you know, and, and it was weird because I've never really been starstruck. In L.A., you see everybody, you know what I mean, and, yeah. and I never was that impressed until I saw him. I had this, like, you know, because it's your childhood. Uh, wait. Uh oh. Oh. I know oh, the music. Oh no. Oh no. He's coming. Oh, no. He's coming in the ring. <laughs> he's there he's he coming is. in the ring. From Glasgow, Scotland. <laughs> Hot Rod Rowdy Roddy Piper. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so great to have you. How is it? How is it? <laughs> It's gonna be awesome just to be synonymous with with like you know if you bring it up wrestling you're just synonymous It's him Hogan yeah it's he is the guy I mean like because again like people but yeah Hogan you remember and so obviously because he was like but when you say Piper like that was my dog yeah everyone well, said he, that, was was my my dog. that was my guy that was my I remember that though too my my buddy Tom when I told him you were performing at my show at Room Five yeah he's I was like dude I have I have someone performing here tonight you're gonna be excited and I said I said Piper he goes. Get out of here! He's like, I'm there. He like canceled a date or something, and he came down, and it was so great. But no, yeah. I was getting back to the stories when you took me out to dinner that one time. We sat for like almost two hours. And yeah, he, he was telling me shit, and I'm like, God, man, not even the wrestling Weird stuff, the personal stuff. Yeah. You know, Ooh, you know, the, like, I was therapeutic. Well, no, you were telling me how you grew up, man, and you know, mm. and it's 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 hard because I, you know, I was kicked around a lot too growing yeah. up, and uh, you know, I think it's a common. A common Come theme on. amongst comics, wrestlers, musicians, <laughs> fighters, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, you walk yeah, around with that job. angst. Well, because I was telling, Oof. yeah, I was telling Roddy that you know, because and there are a lot of comparisons between the comedy world and the wrestling world, and I obviously was not involved in the wrestling world as long as you were. It was there for like two months, but I, but I saw it because I was a writer for you know WWE for a little bit. And it is, you're right, Brett. It's, it's so they, the the way that you know, the traveling and everything too. Well, dude, when I was doing WSX, uh, I hosted uh, that the MTV wrestling show for a season, yeah. and uh, and all the wrestlers, yeah. man, those conversations that they're having, yeah. you you would think they're comics. Like one guy was like, "Hey, man, there's a promoter up in like Modesto. He's charging two, you know, paying two hundred a match." 
you want to go? Yeah. I can get right. you in. Yeah, the guy's yeah. like, well, can I ride with you? My car doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that could be a comic yeah. talk. Yeah. I watched The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke uh-huh. and I, with a comedian friend. He started crying. He's like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's yeah. the truth, yeah. It is. When, when I first came to the comedy store where I met Brett, and, and then that's how I met uh, you and, uh, and Mark, uh, you were so kind to me because, you know, you'd come and support me and then I would be trying to do whatever it was I was trying to do and you would laugh for me. <laughs> no, well, you know what it is, yeah, man? Is yeah, it, there's an un- it's an untapped, it, it's an untapped thing. Like, I mean, you know, you, you're improv alone when you were uh, on camera, man. Like, even back in your day, you guys didn't rehearse that. You just came on and did what no. you did. <laughs> yeah. Frankie, Frankie Williams knows it. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Williams knows it. Holy cow, man. Uh, God bless Frankie Williams. Did you ever talk to him after that? Like, was that the, you no, he the wouldn't speak to me. Ever again. He went off for about two months because he was pretty mad because, like, things like, um, like one time there's this guy named Paul Jones, and he was an older old-timer, and I was a young guy coming up, and I did an interview. I said, you know, every time Paul Jones passes the cemetery, two guys chase him with shovels. You know, I thought I was pretty funny. Paul Jones says, come here. For 30 minutes, pretend, you know, started to tell me why that doesn't draw any money, and you don't call somebody old, oh. and, you know, and all this kind of. So with Frankie Williams, when I got on, you know, well, you're, you know, you're a nice guy, but you're a lousy wrestler. You never, you know, you've never beat anybody. He got sincerely hot. And that's what, and I tried to get him through the curtain as gentle as I could. And he came back like the, like the alien. And I, I really had to nail him to get him out. And now, is, <laughs> he the, is he the one you then wrestled with the one hand behind the back? No, that's similar. Kid, you know what? I, I wouldn't wrestle on TV because, uh, like there was Orndorf, Morocco, uh, Andre, of course, um, young Tony Atlas. And they had all these guys that were what they call carpenters. That And in trying to get over everybody, each we were all competing against each other. And we were killing these guys. There was Other than a ritual killing, right. you couldn't do any more to them. And so I decided not to wrestle on TV anymore. And that's how Piper's Pit was invented. And then the wrestlers themselves went, wait a second, he's not wrestling on TV. And McMahon got, you know, got so much heat that he said, uh, all right, all right, you know, you need to wrestle on TV. So, all right, give me anybody. And they came out, and geez, I took one hand and I put it behind my back in my trunks, and I beat this guy one-handed. And I didn't know it till like 15 years later, his daddy and him had been working on his career for like two or three years. And when I did that to him, his dad and him have not spoke since. Wow. I ruined the relationship. Because you just embarrassed him so Because I embarrassed yeah. him. And, I, you know, whatever his dad wanted him to do or try to fight back or whatever it was. And that's when I started to realize, you know, Sometimes your react, your actions, you're responsible. You got to be responsible. Yeah, but you also got to look at intent, and then also look at was that relationship really that stable to begin with? Right, <laughs> that the, right. That the father doesn't want to talk to the son. <laughs> right, right. Because you know he yeah. lost the wrestling Piper, match. Right? Piper, nonetheless. Yeah. Like, like, All right, at least it was Piper. Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Piper's pit was pretty yeah. much the first of its was the it first was. of that yeah. of Very that type forced. of uh, uh, segment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been watching wrestling since I was six. Who's the first? Who's the first wrestler you can remember? Just wow. doesn't matter who. First well, I mean, match. Well, I, I used to uh, watch it in Florida on Georgia Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And um, oh, man, I remember, uh, I remember the Purple Haze and wow. Kevin Sullivan. Holy cow, Michael Hayes. And uh, uh, 
I remember uh, uh, Kevin Mad Sullivan. Dog Buzz Sawyer, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Yeah, damn, my Michael, sorry, I was going to say Michael Hayes hated my guts. Why? Uh, I don't know. Is it because you know it's it's very you know it's very clicky. You know, so yeah. when I got oh, there, yeah. like because they flew me in, like the whole story is you know whatever. It's tell long, me but, about. I don't I don't know how you're you're writing. Well, well he used to call me. Yeah. And be like, listen, I have no talent whatsoever. <laughs> that, and I need some help yeah. with some storylines. Right. No, well, you know, I told you, I told you that. Brett, and his father and him haven't talked since. We haven't talked since. <laughs> is it true? Well, I told you, Brett was the guy that got me into the comedy store. Brett was my buddy, yeah. and we became friends that way. But I, during that, right before that time, I was a, I was a huge wrestling fan. Like, for, I mean, like, obsessed for a long time. And then my buddy's girlfriend worked for the WWE and like the accounting firm and, and it was WrestleMania 17 and they said and she's like yeah it was in Texas yeah. it was uh it was it was when Stone Cold uh, did a heel turn against the Rock okay and i uh, and we took this ride from LA to Texas and i and i was I, I went to and i saw all the wrestlers are down at the at the bar and i saw Paul Heyman and i went up to Paul and i said Paul i know you get this question all the time but how do you become a writer I know you get the question about how you become a wrestler. How do you become a writer? He goes, well, write a letter. I go, I did. He goes, write another one. And he goes, like, all right, that's fine. So I just took that bit of information. I went home. I got all the – after the event, I, got, I found out all the names for everybody that worked in the company and the creative team, and I wrote them all a letter. It was like that Shawshank Redemption yeah. scene. It's just like, just <laughs> let him go. Keep sending just letters keep sending, out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so and then yeah. I did, and I got, a, I got a, uh, an, an email. And you got a uh, library. <laughs> <laughs> the library, there was a, and it was a letter from Stephanie McMahon's office, and they said um, – and they were like, look, Stephanie wants you to do some samples. So I sent in some samples, and then they flew me out. And I had a meeting with all of them. And Paul Heyman wanted me to, like, right off the bat, like, try to become an announcer because I had to, like, just tell him my stand-up background. I had a good meeting with them. And then I just, you know, after a while, you just find out that it's very – they don't like – they're flying these L.A. writers all the time for, like, a couple stints. And you just tell them, like, here comes another one. You know, there's some people I, like, yeah. vibed with. And there were yeah. some – but Michael Hayes, you just told him he'll be, he'll be gone soon. He's right. <laughs> like, but yeah. the fact that he just – you could tell. Him and uh, – I don't remember Brother Love's real name, but I always saw him as uh, – Tom Pritchard. Yes. Tom Pritchard was another one. He, but, uh, he just didn't click. No. But, uh, but, but who was great was Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, he was he's the a best. He's so good to me. Uh, he's got uh, a camouflage limousine. Yeah. That's awesome. He's, he's he's such a cool guy. Arn yeah. Anderson, Arn Anderson was really cool yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, Sarge, that camouflage limousine. Uh, the Marines in Paris Island actually did it for him, and we when cool. we were in Charlotte, we burned on that highway 80, 90 miles an hour, and the cops couldn't get a radar on it. Because it was cam the camouflage. I don't know. The they couldn't. Could, could, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like go right. Oh, so how, how, how did Vince? Oh, how did Vince McMahon convince him? Because he's so. It was the, the American hero. How did they convince him to fight for Iraq during that time? And when he fought Hogan at WrestleMania, well, because you know it's. But but still, you're going. You're you're, you're Sergeant Slaughter, and everyone knows you as GI Joe. And then you know, and and he's got his cars, his camouflage, and he's gonna start, and he's wearing the thing and doing all the. I mean, Speaking of yeah. GI Joe, there's only been three what three figures: three. It was Piper, oh, right. Sergeant Slaughter, right. William the Refrigerator Perry. That's it. Yeah, that's, uh, wow, I'm the Grenadiers, the leader of the Iron Grenadiers. Is that what that's I'm the leader? Wow, teach the hand-to-hand combat. I got a little, cool that? But I was gonna ask you a question, and, yeah. And, yeah. and it pertains to this too, because yeah. you were saying the wrestlers that were being dicks to you. You ever notice yeah. that, like, the, and even in comedy or anywhere, yeah. like, people that are truly talented or people that they're, they're never really assholes because they're not compensating 
for not having a lack of talent. You, you understand what I mean? Yeah, like, I even know in you. the comedy world, like guys that are like really strong, they're, they're good. Most of those guys, almost all of them, are pretty cool. It's always yeah. those ones like you come across. Yeah, that like are always Barry a little Horowitz. suspect. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they got to act like a dick because they're probably so bitter to be pretending right. to be good at something. Yeah, right. Their whole life. <laughs> right, right. Like you know, because everybody I've ever uh, met that's actually uh, established in their career, they don't they don't come off that way. Yeah. I mean, I would say ninety five percent of the time. I mean, you get your exceptions on both ends. Yeah, but I'm saying right. as a whole. But yeah, I mean, but I mean, again, I from rumor wise is that Hogan, who was I guess wasn't the most talented wrestler. But was talented in performing. So, I mean, people say that he was a dick. I don't know if you for and again, there's rumors from reading it, you know, uh, on the internet and stuff too. But you know, he uh, he was protecting his commodity. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess like we're all in it for ourselves. Uh, so you know, you're protecting your commodity a little bit, but. Um, uh, but there's something to be said too, like protecting your commodity. Here you have a guy that established something, and there are people. That are in the shallow end of the gene pool that are mm -hmm. gunning for you, or right. looking to throw you under, and it's hard yeah. to trust everybody. Yeah. But I mean, people you, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, the Iron Sheik, <laughs> uh, hard guy to travel with. Yeah, hard guy to. But travel he's legitimately with. crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been at the comedy store. That guy, is, he's out of his that mind. guy looks like he'll rip your head off if you look at him sideways. <laughs> yeah. Russia number one, number one, America, pui, pui. I think I, it's probably the statute of limitations is gone now. I'll tell you one story. Yes. Um, baby Jesus. We were coming from Canada in a car for some reason back in the United States. Um, the guy driving was Rene Goulet. Yeah, Rene Goulet. Okay. The guy next to Rene Goulet in the front seat was Nikolai Volkov. Yeah. All right. The guy in the back seat behind Rene Goulet was the Iron Sheik. And the guy next to him was the Roddy Piper. <laughs> okay. Now, we're coming, allegedly, we're coming from Canada, and here's the border. And the Piper guy allegedly had a quarter ounce of hash. So the Piper guy put it in his lip because they're just going to go over the border. And we're living in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we come up to the border, and the United States border guy goes to René Goulet, and he says, where are you from? I am from Quebec, Quebec. Could I see your working papers? I never carry my working papers. Where are you from? I'm from uh, I'm from Mother Russia. <laughs> Can I see your working papers? I'm from Russia. We now need work. Where are you from? I am the Iron Sheik from Tehran. Well, everybody out of the car. Okay? <laughs> now, I, I swear to you, there's not an inch of a lie here. Okay, now... We all get out of the car, and he's looking for papers, and he says, open the trunk. So Rene Goulet opens the trunk, and he looks in the trunk, and he doesn't see anything other than gym bags. And he starts to go away, and as Nikolai Volkov slams the trunk, he says, oh, it's like the Gestapo. The American guard turned around and said, what'd you say? And next thing I know, we're all in a building that's just got four walls, no toilet, no nothing. And allegedly, Piper's got a quarter ounce of hash in his limb. <laughs> now, here comes in the sergeant. Where are you from? What are you doing? And they're questioning everybody. And they're calling Washington to see if these guys got papers. This is when the 444 hostages were taken. And they're being belligerent as hell because they all have working papers. 
There's only one guy that doesn't. The guy with the quarter ashes. The guy with the in his mouth. So now about 45 minutes has gone by. I swear to God, they go down the line. And, like, I don't know, we're up to the colonel with the swirlies now. And where are you from, the Iron Cheek? Tied on, I have papers. Where are you from, Russia? Where are you from, Quebec? He points to me. Where are you from? Charlotte, North Carolina? He goes, what school did you go to? St. Mary's? He goes, that's the only one I believe. You get out of here. <laughs> I swear. We finally wow. let us all go, and we, and we go over the border, and there was a newspaper in the back seat covering an ounce of pot that the sheik had put there. And the theory that the sheik thought was, well, if no one claims it, it's okay. Wow. End of story. I have a question. Yes! And with those four people... I had a lot of questions after that. <laughs> with those four people in a car, what, what, what did you listen to on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, put in this tape. Like, what? Because this was, uh, what is this, the eight track or cassette time? Right. I, I think it might have been still eight tracks or cassette. We'll just right, go cassette. Chance, right, yeah. Like, what the fuck were you guys listening to on the radio? <laughs> Out of those four, like, what are you <laughs> That's Holy my question. Cow. Right. Holy what it wasn't hip hop then. Disco. Nikolai, Nikolai, Nikolai sung the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Wasn't it? Wasn't Holy cow. That like to listen to, to about aluminum siding. Aluminum the, siding. Black like Mad Dog. Mad Dog yeah. liked to listen about aluminum siding. Well, I don't. You know, there was a lot going on. <laughs> there was a lot going on. That's uh, awesome. Were the Sheik and Volkov like were they really good friends for real life too? Oh no. no. They. <laughs> the Sheik would come back. Nikolai, you're stupidest man I've ever seen. You so stupid. You so stupid. That's I hated it. each That's other. It. That's yeah. it. That's it. Wow. That's all. You so stupid. On the way to the ring, they're getting announcing. You stupid. You're the stupid. And Nikolai Volkov was a tough guy. There was this guy named, um, oh, just a second, Manny Fernandez. Yeah. And yeah. Manny Fernandez uh, supposedly was a pretty good boxer at one time. And uh, he's wrestling Nikolai. And I think it was San Antonio, and he cracks Nikolai, boom, and he's hitting Nikolai hard. And after the match, Nikolai goes, hey, you know, I can't do a Nikolai accident, but, you know, Mother Russia, please, you know. And next match, come out, and Manny Fernandez is like a bully, you know, and pop him again. And Nikolai come back, oh, it's ow, you know. And third time, Manny cracked him, and Nikolai, Bam! Nikolai was an Olympic weightlifter. Knocked him out. He was out cold. Street fighters. That's my question. Street fighters. all the guys you know, who would probably be the toughest, like, just to scrap with? The old, well, wait, which generation here? Because there's, there's well, super I mean, he covers all of them. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. So, I mean, are the old school of all time? Would it be, would it be Judo Gene? Mad Dog Vichon. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Judo Gene, you know... Different. It's awesome. different. Yeah, yeah. Did I shook you his him? hand. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, it's like my grandfather. Just that. Yeah, just that generation that yeah. just beautiful. Like my grandfather was like that. That they, you know, he he installed the, both my grandfathers. One did construction. The other installed yeah. the hot water heaters. Those nah. big ass ones <laughs> like from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And they just got that. Uh, man, strength. Feeling a man, yeah, 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 yeah. like you know, like there's yeah. that gym yeah. strength, and the old man yeah. tendon strength, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, that yeah. handshake. To this day, my dad, he can beat me a mercy. To this day, he's the god at it. He's <laughs> yeah, got it down. Well, dude, <laughs> especially that those old dudes, man. Yeah, like you know, like my my grand, like I, you know, I bench 385. Really, I I lift, <laughs> <laughs> I, I lift eight ton. 
uh, heat yeah. water heaters and just wow. throw them yeah. while, while eating a piece of steak. Yeah. <laughs> my gr- my uh, German grandfather, who was from Halifax, Nova Scotia, wow, used to clean his tools with gasoline and smoke a fucking cigar <laughs> <laughs> and not even right. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. never they it was always in the in the Holy thing and just yeah, they spenders. Yeah, and they were yeah, just yeah. grizzly. It's great yeah. stuff. Great yeah, stuff. Man. I got to take a break, but uh, when we come back, we'll answer the question of who's the toughest street fighter. Yeah, like who would be a guy out of all of them that you met, like in the streets, every generation that would probably. Gotcha. Uh, we have Brett Ernst, one of the greatest comedians around in America right now, and of course Christian uh, Harlow, and uh, my son Colt Toombs, who just came back from Scotland. And what happened to Steve? Uh, we'll find out when we come back, man. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. That's red. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
Thank you, ma'am. Ah, yes, sir. Ow! Ow! Is Judo Jean still leaving? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some of the toughest street fighters in, uh, in pro you. wrestling. Like, yeah. guys, like, if you were to guys, meet, like, I... you wouldn't want to meet. Holy cow. I'll tell you a story about one. Poof, and he's known for it. And uh, last time I saw him, uh, second last time I saw him, I was in a riot with him. And the last time I saw him was he was being inducted in the Hall of Fame, and he didn't remember me. He's got Alzheimer's, but he could remember the riot. And um, his name's Mad Dog Vashon. And he was uh, in the British Commonwealth Games, but as a street fighter, he was feared. If you name mention his name in Quebec... Any place in Quebec. They are just about anywhere. He had a really loving, loving nickname for you, too, right? <laughs> he called me cocksucker. Hey, hey cocksucker, feel, you. Hey, hey, you cocksucker, come here. Yes, sir. I feel on this topic you can't toot your own, own horn, so, so I'll toot it for you. Uh, in the locker room to this day, uh, when you go back there, they all say that he's the one, the toughest, that nobody would mess with. Nobody would, Ronnie? They, they wouldn't rib him. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't play jokes because he, he, they knew that he would just he would kill him. I mean, well, well he, he's got that anger that, uh, that, that you know, yeah. that, yeah. that I mean, kicked same, around. Like, uh-huh. You, know. <laughs> you golden great. gloves, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you yeah. mentioned Mad Dog a lot, man. I mean, he must yeah. have lo- you must have really you, looked up to him. Huh? I lived with him for two years, and uh, one time we're in the Marlboro Hotel in Winnipeg, and uh, like Billy, superstar Billy Graham was there. I don't know if you remember Billy Graham. You had yeah. better yeah, arms than Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, just son of a plumber, Billy Robinson, Vern Gagne, and so anyway, everybody's in. Uh, <laughs> we love Dusty. You, you do a dead-on impression. Uh, I love him. Uh, yeah, Dusty, son great. of a plumber, baby. Yeah, you know, he, he, he smuggled a mule up one time with Dick Murdoch in Minneapolis. They had a week left in the apartment, and so they smuggled it up the back elevator one drunk night. And uh, but, <laughs> all these wrestling like ours suck. Like I went on the road with Christian one time. He got drunk and tried to grab my cock. <laughs> That's the extent of our story. Taco Bell and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they suggested. Yeah, we were, we were in La Jolla. We went yeah. to the taco place. Got yeah. really drunk yeah, and yeah. ate, ate nachos and threw up. Really, got I got to do Dorito Supreme last night, dude. It was epic. Well, they they got the actually they got the donkey in, but. It's it's a lot harder to get a sober sober getting the donkey out than it is drunk getting it in, I guess. And it stayed up there for a week. And <laughs> donkey can really poop a lot in a, in a week in an apartment. And, but, but that's nothing to do with the toughest All right, well, fighter. get back to Mad Dog. You, okay, so and you told me to do this. You said, if I'm on here, get me back to where I got to go. I don't want anybody to think I'm being disrespectful. He's like, get me back. So we're in a Marlboro Hotel, and, like, there's an organized crime element there. And... Down in the bar, I was about maybe 15, 16. Down in the bar, um, somebody had drank one of the Goomba's drinks. And, like, nobody really knows. So the guy goes upstairs to his boss and says, hey, these professional wrestlers, and you know somebody drank a drink. And so the big honcho comes down. (laughs) So the big honcho comes down, and, uh, and he comes in the room, and... Like, I'm, I'm got the eyeball from outside the bar, you know. I had the run of the bar, but that wasn't my job. I was standing six. And uh, I see this guy come in, and there's Billy Graham with 24-inch arms. Like, who could have drank my buddy's drink? And there's Dusty Rhodes and all these. So he finds Mad Dog, who's just a little guy. And he's and the he, toughest out of everybody. It's usually the case. You! 
Did you drink my buddy's drink? Mad Dog didn't have a clue what he was talking about. He goes, yes, cocksucker. And he waist-dives him. <laughs> he waist-dives him. And as he waist-dives him, he's driving him back, and they had big posts, uh, square beam posts in the hotel, and Mad Dog catches his head on the post while driving and splits him over, and now he's bleeding. But as he's driving him back, he got him out of the bar into the lobby area. Now... <laughs> Mad Dog's favorite thing was to take eyes out. And so Mad Dog finally climbs up and he's got eyes hard to take out because there's four uh, uh, ligaments. So you got to get around it. You yeah. got to Yeah, I, I heard that. You got to pop shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. And anyway, you got to pop it. Cause it's got you a necklace. It's like a, a, a rubber thing. It won't. And so Mad Dog's busy getting around his finger around the the things. Um, Trying to take and, his eye. And so yeah. And so there's Mad Dog, his brother Paul Fushan, who's standing there, and Renu Goulet, who's standing there, and they're watching. And Renu Goulet looks at him and he says, "I am not going to stop him, Monsieur. Are you?" No, let's go drink. Nobody wanted to touch him. So they left him. This guy's screaming like mummy. <laughs> screaming for his mummy. Now, as Mad Dog's got him down, one of the organized crime guys starts. I can see him. I'm on the far side of Mad Dog. And this guy's coming down the hall. And he's charging. But I'm just a little. I'm like 167 pounds. Just a little kid. And he's charging Mad Dog, I guess, to punt. But I see him coming, so I just get him and I break his arm. And Mad Dog, just, it was like, uh, life changed. All of a sudden, Mad Dog went, oh, cocksucker, you break the arm for the Mad Dog. <gasps> and he comes over and hugs me and brings me in the bar and gets me drunk. And I had to spend two more years with him. And he would run down the ocean in uh, outside of Moncton. And all of a sudden, with you make me run in construction boots, and we'd be running, and all of a sudden you just stop and squat, and like a log would come out, and he'd poop, and then you go, mm, Mad Dog, good name for me, huh? Yes, sir. Can we just move on? <laughs> Did he bury it? Well, was in the water, you know. <laughs> That's hard. awesome. It was hard to bury. And those two gangsters never spoke to each other ever again. <laughs> <laughs> one guy's missing an eye, another one a broken. True story. Well, you know, you know, talking about the street fighters and guys that could punch like and this is again i don't know how much you can go into this too but like you know I, brett hart apparently could throw a good punch allegedly he knocked out vince mcmahon in the locker room yeah he did uh, so is that not allegedly <laughs> not or allegedly it? okay. it's a real deal um now well you're i mean your son's a real real fighter real MMA yeah guy. he's undefeated as an amateur in cool. pro that's uh, great man. yeah thanks man. man are you gonna take i i, I obviously you're gonna take a lot of what he tells you in there Consider oh. it. I mean, do you does, do you do that? In, like, that's got to be cool to have that as your, as your of fucking course, father. Yeah. Vast of information. I'm yeah. not going right. to use it at my disposal. You know, of course, yeah. I'm going to use it. Wait, wait, we're going to see somebody <laughs> tapping out. Yeah, he's pulling out eyes. <laughs> he's trying to get an eye out. He's like, I know Did you ever train yeah, with Judo Gene? Yeah, actually, yeah. He's one of the first guys I trained with in my whole life. I've gone through three I mean, games. Awesome. Yeah. With, with him, I, I've, I've been fortunate. I got a lot of great opportunities yeah. for training. And so my whole life, I've been training with different people. So, how, so who's the toughest guy that you train with out of all the wrestlers and stuff that you've met? You know, I'm consider myself a decent fighter but yeah. to this day my dad he's crafty he, he knows me like a team I saw him choke some dude out on stage one night the guy this oh. big this kid this young kid was like yo I can you think you could choke and he just goes 
and and you just and, and, and anger in his face, and the kid just went right out. And I'm like, you whip. It was Simone, wasn't it? No, it wasn't Simone. So I, I, had, I don't know who it was. It was some like these these like. I was scared these, I was going to get thrown out of the nah, comedy dude, store. Nah, dude, His friends weren't jumping in. We were there. I saw a girl. I saw a lady blow a guy on stage at the comedy store. Yeah. The Euro. Yeah. I'm yeah. Uh, I'm all right. Uh, but wait, so yeah, go ahead, okay. you were saying, so him. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm 23, I'm in my prime, got great car, that kind of stuff, and he would still kill me for 10 rounds and just start popping me. He knows me so well that he's just, he's got my number, he's got, he's got me on lock. So he does these things like, all of a sudden I'll think I'm getting him, and I'll look over here, and then he pops me over here. Right. He's, he's got it down. So we, see we were it. talking about this, about street fighting, and yeah. then, then train fighting, and mm. you know, like, you know, by the way, grappling, you know, that's it. If you're, if you're in a competition, that's where yeah. it goes to the ground. Like, you know, jiujitsu guys. In the end, if you get scared attacked towards the end, everybody goes to the ground. You yeah, catch a you have there. to. If it's one-on-one. On one. Now, in a street exactly. fight, right. so you don't want to be on the ground because be everybody's, everybody's yeah. getting yeah. kicked. Like, I've yeah. never, even as a kid growing up, but, like, I, I always say, like, the, the we were talking about this. As you get older, there's no way. Like, the two things you need to really win a street fight is, uh, one, you can't be afraid of jail. Yeah. And two, right. you, you can't have anything, like, really worth living for. Once you start owning shit, you know, yeah. you're like, you have a kid. Yeah. 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 That's why like when you're in your 20s, you don't yeah. give a fuck. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time I was sleeping on my mom's couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Just Bring like, yeah, on. what am I going to lose? Is it, you know, but then as you get older, you're like, wait, wait a minute, uh, I own a home. Right. Uh, you know? Uh, but the, the train coffee. fighting and stuff, man, yeah. I mean, that's got to be just, I mean, not that I would put down my father, but, you know, even, I'm just saying, that's got to be awesome. Right. People you call uncle? Is your specialty grappling? Is that what it was? You know, I actually, my, my dad was Golden Gloves, and therefore I started Striking? boxing. Oh, wow. That's what I started with. I'm, don't get me wrong, I've gotten to the wrestling yeah. good at it now, but I definitely, my forte would be the, my hands and feet. So cool. my, my specialty would be crying. You know, Ryan, I got a question There's for you. There's another ligament. Are you familiar with Chael Sonnen? Uh, sure. Okay, yeah. so so as far as like, so a guy like Chael Sonnen who has done something that you haven't really seen in mixed martial arts, he's taken the, the microphone, like what you did in wrestling, he's done that now in MMA, like you don't see, you don't see what he does. Like he calls out everybody. He called out John Jones. But how do you feel, him, right? But how do you feel as a mixed martial artist, and how do you feel as a professional wrestler? Well, didn't Ali do that? Ali would do that. In, in, in boxing, yes, but it's never been done in MMA, and it's never not not of this caliber though. To what he's been doing now, as far as uh, call, I mean, he calls everybody out, and really, and at one point he called Anderson Silver said that he would leave, he would leave MMA forever. <laughs> right. You know, he's like, well, yeah, and that's stuff you saw like back in your yeah. sport. Yeah, so but like, the problem is. You know, even when you, when you cut a promo, um, you got to back it up. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose your credibility. Yeah, because they, they used to say, you know, like, I'm going to rip your lungs out. Or, yeah. Well, that's never going to happen. Unless it's an so eye. If, Unless it's an eye. <laughs> Unless it's an eye, yeah. But, um, you know, like, if I, if I say, if I don't beat you, then I'll leave. Yeah. And you don't leave. Uh, How are they going to take you seriously you know, next time? Yeah. Right. I, for, you know, so... Uh, I'd come back in a mask. That's all. Yeah. Change my name. <laughs> See, to but, me, there's nothing better than watching a guy who thinks he can fight go up against a skilled fighter. Yeah, you know, it's a you whole. Know, it's Son, Son did like, back it up the first time. Like even the MMA guys, like it's yeah, such an right. art. It's such a science. It's such a uh, uh, you know. It's it's a whole. Did you ever see that bully? What the bully beat down? Yeah, yeah, with the I Mayhem, Mayhem Miller. Mayhem yeah. Miller. Actually, yeah. I was I was I hanging like out with him. I hope he's listening. Yeah. 
I had met him at, at the Laugh Factory like two weeks ago. And he was talking about it. That kid, he that kid, like you cool can look guy, at that kid. Man. You know that kid. He, 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 that kid. <laughs> he said he wanted to be the Roddy Piper of MMA. That Dude, kid. Well, the guy with the red hair? Yeah, uh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. I love that show. Because just what you were saying, the guys that were bullying or something, and they get in there yeah. with the, you know, yeah. The, they talk the talk. Was that, or, you know, see, the first I, I, wasn't that show hour, staged yeah, a little bit, though? Wasn't it staged a bit, well, though? Who knows? But I'm saying the guy yeah. may have still himself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Him, man. When He's I go to great. fights, I'm not a fan of MMA. I, I mean, I, I respect the sport. I, I don't know much about it. I don't watch it because I'm, I'm, I'm more into boxing. You're busy. Well, I like boxing myself, but that's yeah. just because I was raised by my grandfather, pretty much. You know, yeah. like that's why I love wrestling and boxing. But um, uh, there's nothing more annoying to me. And I've been to a few MMA fights. Uh, actually, went to one when we were promoting the Vince Vaughn tour with Rogan. He interviewed us, and yeah. it was just an amazing experience. Nothing irks me more than watching two gladiators in a ring. And then looking at this fat tub of shit in the crowd going, uh, yeah. you're a pussy! Like, dude, yeah. you have no, no clue kidding. what these guys are going through. Right. You have no clue. Just being yeah. in, uh, tired. Come on, right. And having Close to keep thing. going. That's uh, exhausting. Like, after you get tired, God. the first thing to go, you know, is obviously your strength. So you have to have that skill to keep going even when you're completely exhausted in the, you know, 25 minutes in. You, well, know, that's what you don't have anything left, and, and then this asshole's gone. going hit him with a oh man you know what he needs to do what you right. need to do is shut the fuck up you fat tub of shit put the you nachos down I hate that irks me it's the yeah. same thing with yeah. comics well, it's football like, too like when you watch people talk yeah. about yeah. comics yeah. like oh well comedy's yeah. about it I could do that yeah but, and you yeah. just watch people in the crowd there's always that yeah. one guy that's like I could do that no you can't no you fucking tool if you could you would <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There. exactly. They would. Yeah, like anybody could. I'm throw... smarter to get in the ring than that. So, but I, but I can tell <laughs> I you what to do. No, I like like when I'm at the gym, oh, I'll see a guy like hitting the bag, and yeah. you could always tell guys that have some no, type of fight punch. experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. and some don't, and they're hitting the bag. Like anybody could get one punch off. Mm -hmm. It's when you're actually when when first of all when it's not about throwing punches, it's about taking them. I mean, anybody, you know, you can fucking throw all you want. If you can't take a punch, you ain't going to laugh. How hard you can get hit and keep coming Come, forward. Keep coming and keep getting up. <laughs> and, you know, and, I, and I fucked around a little when I was in my early 20s and stuff. You know, same thing, but nothing ever to where I would ever even consider getting right. in with a, a skilled fighter. It's just, it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's like, dumb. You go like, like but you have it. the mentality to be a fighter. Um, but it, you don't uh, back down. I yeah, but that, it's the, it's the endurance. It's like you know, <laughs> <laughs> after the first ten seconds, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go tell <laughs> a joke. Yeah, you would come you would come out like Rocky three against T in the first thing. Throw as many hard punches and then it's over. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitting the canvas yeah, yeah. slow. One of the suckiest things is like uh, if you're go, if you're out and about at a restaurant and some some drunk guy comes up and knows that you're a fighter, all of a sudden uh, yeah. they're drunk and they just like. Are you kidding? Like this is probably the worst time for you to try to fight somebody. But that's tough now too, though, isn't it? Because now, because if you, if that guy knows you're a fighter and you're like, you're, isn't it like because your your hands are considered lethal weapons? Now. I don't know if so much of like the lethal weapons a term, but the way I see it, if I had to go to court for something like that, and a yeah. judge says, "Well, you're a professional fighter, you right. couldn't just walked away or you know right. just pushed him and done something." Yeah. I don't know that the lethal weapons the, the term. I'm yeah. pretty sure that. It's no, well, not. I mean, I, they, I mean I but uh, but yeah. I'm saying is, is if you're still confronted, you're able to defend yourself. Exactly. And you know, I mean, because I've seen it. Too, where guys will run their yeah. mouth, and right. you know he's not a threat. He's just being a dick. Yeah, and somebody will just cock him just right. for being an asshole. Well, Roddy, I'm sure you went through that your whole. But in his day, they didn't, they, in yeah. his day, they didn't sue. Yeah. Right. They didn't yeah. press charges. Right. Right. In his day, guys just got down, and it was done. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. If you yeah. rang your mouth, you know every, in my day, you. growing yeah. up, I mean, you know, you I'm, know how they I'm pushing forty. You know how they get you, son of a bitch, man. 
they'd get you, they'd smoke, this was back in the day when you could smoke cigarettes, and they'd smoke cigarettes down to about like a quarter of the cigarette left, and as you pass them, you're sweating, and they'd flick it, and it would stick like in the middle of your oh. back, and it would burn, but if you put it over, you'd have like 120 cigarettes. She'd just sit there and sizzle. Oh, and you know, and they they knew, you know, and wow. they didn't. But the the rules were like, if you bought a ticket, they're not nothing I can do. But right. if you come in that ring, yeah, in well, your you're, you're, it's, it's so funny you say that. It's so funny you say that because if you go to YouTube, go to YouTube, and ch- anytime a fan runs oh, into the ring, oh, yeah. you see the wrestler's <laughs> eyes change. <laughs> and it's like, it's like yeah. a pimple, like you throw a meat. They like we've got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's like you literally see them go, yes, like, you know, and they beat the shit out of these guys. I'll make the same mistake. They come between the top and second rope when they come in, which is perfect punting room. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, just as a matter of getting from one side to the other fast So is Chris Jericho as he beat people up in the ring. Yeah. But, too, you like know, it, but yeah. the fans, that watch, they need to understand things, man, whether it's yeah. comedy, MMA, wrestling. You know, these are trained people, man. Like, like yeah. even when I hosted WSX, man, I was so impressed. Like, New Jack. Like, that guy is not only a tough motherfucker. Uh, this guy just respected what he does. Like he's so passionate about it. And granted, you know, he's the type of dude you wouldn't want to mess with. But at the same time, some asshole fan doesn't get it. Like you know, yeah. you, you can't. You, you got no business in. It. And and I think like even in the NFL, like you ever see the guy that like t- t- and then they just <laughs> fucking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think once you get in that ring, even if you yeah. lose your life, it should be okay. Yeah. Like you know, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the guy that streaks the NFL. Field. Oh, and they yeah. Get, yeah, it's an excuse, yeah. yeah. But like that new Jack, I don't know if you ever heard that story. Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, 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 I just thought you know who he is. No, do you know who he is? Yeah, From of like, course. Yeah. The, um, the, guy, the, the kid that uh, uh, like told him he could wrestle, and then he ended up like you know puncturing his eye because he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, okay, no, that's right. Yeah, and then like apparently he stabbed him in the ring or something oh, like wow. that, and I'm like, <laughs> I love that. I'm like, good. Yeah. Good. The kid shouldn't have fucking lied. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't have tried to get in the ring with him. Yeah. Like this kid, apparently uh, the story was, and anybody can, you know, who knows or send in an email, but uh, from what I gathered from it is that like this kid was like, hey man, can you teach me how to wrestle? And he's like, all right. And he goes, do you know what you're doing? The kid said, yeah. They get in the ring. Kid had no fucking experience. Ended up hurting him. And I heard that he took a knife out and fucking stabbed him right there. (laughs) Wow. And I'm like, good for him. It's like that Rogan thing on MySpace. Because Rogan back when MySpace was relevant, was training in MMA and this kid kept challenging or whatever. And the kid came to the gym and Rogan like kicked the piss out of him for like I don't know how many yeah. rounds it was yeah that's, that's a guy a, I wouldn't want to fight Rogan, yeah, no. Rogan strikes me as a guy that can definitely handle himself well, well he, yeah. he was like I, I from what I heard he was like a full contact yeah. karate champion growing oh, up really? I didn't yeah. know that there's video of him showing George St. Pierre how to throw kicks yeah like, he's a bad pretty, kid yeah. you know, we were just yeah. talking about Judo Gene trained us both Joe Rogan yeah. really yeah pretty cool see Rogan Rogan's a type of dude too man where he is the coolest Motherfucker, you ever meet, man? And he's smart. Is, he's I not never a met dick. Him. But if you, chal- if you challenge him, he'll go right after you. Look, neck. man, yeah. you know who? Yeah. He's a man. Still, yeah. you know, still. You would, why would you like? It's just one of those things. Like, I don't care how big your ego. First of all, there's always someone out there that could kick the shit out of you. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's yeah. somebody out you there right you. now. Right. You bet. Why you. would you even want to get involved with that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even like yeah. you know what I'm saying. What's your point? Yeah. What are you gonna prove? Even. Can prove how many drinks he had that night. Even if I see somebody like I think can handle themselves, I'm like, is it really worth my time? Like, right. okay, it might win, but I might the crap get out of me. Or we'll both be good. It's gonna go on for five minutes. We're right. both gonna be beat to pill, you know, to bloody pulp. Like, right. I mean, you're in a competition. If, if you're competing as a sport, there's a goal, 
and, and there's a know, purpose. There's, there's a, a purpose yeah. for it. Ain't about trying to see how badass you are. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you that one that one season WSX man, it was my, one of my favorite things I've ever done. And did you did you come and did you yeah, yeah I was the like whole the season. Yeah, the whole season. That's man. cool. Yeah, nice. But like you know, they they brought in a comic, it and it was with MTV. So you know, the guys that were involved with this guy uh, Kevin Kleinrock, it was like the. Um, not TNA. I think it was the ECW. No, not ECW. Wow, God, what was the organization? Um, XWF. Uh, uh, w, w, XWP was it? Oh, old school. XPW. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And uh, like all these wrestlers, man. I just, you know, as a comic, you just you relate to them yeah, because sure. it's their passion. They put themselves yeah. out there. These guys, you know, they 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 put it all out there. But that was the yeah, thing, they that do, you, man. Yeah, and that was the thing though, too. Like you're saying before. I want to make it clear that the wrestlers, when I worked with them, writing was the active wrestlers. Are every one of them, for the majority, were were super cool to me too. And, oh, I mean, because they were, and you know, it was, it was a writer, the new kid coming. In. A funny story though, too, and I think I told you about this when Tell I first. Me. I show up there and like they flew me into Chicago, and it was the first event, and I'm like 22, you know, and I and I and they mm. fly me in there, and I and I sit down, and Arn Anderson, all these people, Arn's like, oh, sit down. And I'm walking by, and Booker T is sitting there. And this is some, you know, it's at the hotel, at the bar. Everyone's there. There's fans that know they were there, so they're coming up to him. And Booker like, looks at me, and he goes, don't sit down. And I'm like, ha, I thought he was kidding around. I sit down. He goes, I said, don't sit down. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm scared out of my mind. And Arn goes, no, no, Booker, this is the new boy. It's the writer. It's the new boy. He's like, oh, come here, man. And I was like, holy shit, Booker T almost killed me. Well, what did he think you were, a fan? He thought I was a fan. Yeah. And then the craziest thing, though, was then this right afterwards, guy slides over a shot to me and goes, here, man, welcome to the team. And, it, and he had a neck press on. It was Chris Benoit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love Chris. It's, it's, it was, and he was, I got, I got to tell you, from what I met him, he was the, the nicest guy. that I, one I was of the nicest with him right. about four days. Uh, he was over in uh, Europe, and uh, they left uh, the hotel open for us 24 hours a day. And, or 24 hours, yeah. And I come there, and uh, Chris just has back against the wall, and just tears are coming down his eyes, man. And uh, I sat down with him, and, you know, I ordered a couple of drinks, and finally, come on, bud. And took him up to his room, and not that he wasn't capable of getting to his room, he was, but he just... Uh, Wanted to support him. Yeah, yeah, and put him to bed, and... Uh, he is a great guy. So, Roddy, was, it, was it, so it was with Chris. Did it just come down to the fact that maybe with with a, was it pills or whatever what it was? Like, oh man! Because again, like from seeing that change in here, I couldn't believe it. Like because again, talking to the guy and when it all went down, like he it just it must have been just you know you know without like without just disrespecting um, all the people involved. Yeah. Because I got, I never really spoke about it. Um, I actually said on a radio show that Chris was going to... I predicted three guys, Hawk of the Road Warriors, and I told him to his face in Vega, Vegas, Art Bar, and Chris. Because I couldn't tell. I don't know. I can just tell. And uh, You predicted that they were all going to go? Yeah, before they went. And, uh, and I told them. Um... Uh, um, Get off the shit, or was it, was it uh, you drugs? Know, well, or you could just tell that they you were You know depressed. what? It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of everything, and it's just a bad day. And uh, <laughs> a lot of concussions. You get hit a lot. Uh, I get bad days. Um, you get. They know. You know, professional wrestling always had this black cloud, so nobody paid any attention. But you know, you're smacking the mat, smacking the mat constantly with your head. Chris used to do that uh, uh, headbutt off the top 
boom, and he'd come down and you smacking it and smacking it. And the doc, according to what I understood, they the parents donated his brain to science, and there was little black holes in his brain that caused a certain type of chemical to be that that kind of caused what. Now happened. let me ask you this: the, he was I I loved him. My own personal opinion, I loved the. But do they do do they do you guys come up with your own moves or do they tell you you need to do this, or is it um, some guys yes, they tell question. them to and some guys they don't? Old like in other school. words, like like you know yeah. if you're if you're causing that own trauma to your head, could you just switch out of that or do you have to stay that? You just way? get used to it, I'm sure too. Um, you have to, uh, you know, like I if from my school I figured out what I wanted to use for my moves. Uh, nowadays, some guys will get in there and go, gee, that like schnooker. We'll just take schnooker, for example. He'd do that big dive. But yeah. the punishment his elbows and knees took, but, okay, do again, bra. And I remember he'd be there, and when they'd come, he would look at him, and you could see in his eyes that he knew what they were about to say. And he'd just like, yeah, okay. And away he'd go. And over, because it's a signature trademark move. And over and over again. To the point of uh, uh, damage. Well, dude, that's a, that's a oh, fucking mental, tough way. Tough mental way to damage. Because when I got a hold, I know we got to go to break. Just a second. But when I got a hold of Schnook, you know, Schnooker was over so high in New York. They tried to bring a young guy named Hogan along, and they couldn't get Hogan over Schnooker. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you what they did, and we'll just investigate Schnook a little bit, and I'll give you an inside of what I got, and uh, right. and we'll be right back. Well, in also, second, when we get back to, can, can we can Colt choke Christian out? Can we see that? Christian Harlow, Harloff, Harloff. Just think of Boris Karloff. That's what I said. He's breaking his balls on that. I love it. It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. And the punk kid there, Colt. Get Simone back. Let's get her out of here. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to sodastream.com. This is what we're going to try and get you moving on this one. It's a number recorded by Bob Seger. number called Rosalie. <laughs>
Network Studios. In Hollywood, this. this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, a great uh, scene. Uh, you good, good, good. Yeah, have you ever been a member of the Gambino family? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, you're on, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he's like, this is absurd. <laughs> so Joaquin Phoenix losing his mind over there. <laughs> oh, uh, good stuff. Oh. Holy cow, we're back. Rod Pod, Brett Ernst, Kristen. Christian Smith. Kristen Smith. Yeah, just call me Frankie Kristen Williams. Kristen Korloff. We're all man with a Darth Vader shirt. Just call him that. Darth Vader or Darth Bane, bitch. Oh, That's right. Bad? I'm going to be a nerd. Oh, I'm going to be a nerd. Is that the new oh, thing? Is that the new That's thing? That's the new thing. The Put your headphones over your freaking ears. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't recognize it. Ah. First, only guy I know that gets drunk off Diet Coke. <laughs> Relax. Uh, <laughs> Relax, <yeah>. Harlow. <laughs> Settle down. Uh, Darth Bane. Uh, that's, that's right. Uh, Hamster. Uh, uh, um, Cole Toombs. Cole yep. Toombs. Uh, here on President Rock Unaccounted for. What were yeah. we talking about before the I break? just know that you got the two names that really matter right. Yeah. You were talking about Snooka um, and Get oh, Over Hogan. Okay. Holy cow. You know, like, back in those days, business was really serious. And each guy was their own commodity. Like, when I came into a territory, I was all, already, a, I was packaged. Promoter wouldn't tell me anything other than, okay, you're fighting Hogan in three weeks. That'd be it. Any more information, I wouldn't accept. Nor would Orndorff, nor would Morocco, nor would Schnucka, uh nor would... Um, uh, Anybody back in that age, because you had trained yourself as you, Brett, you, uh, you go up on stage. I've seen you. You're fantastic. But nobody tells you what to say. You, you right, figure, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like no com, no comedy club owner is going to come up to you and say, hey, listen, this, I wrote this for you. This is what I yeah. want you to. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, too. And so that's that's the way it was. And then as it uh, began to be more corporate. Um, Vince McMahon Jr. and Hogan, who was working out of Minneapolis, he only worked two territories, uh, Tennessee and Minneapolis, that I know of. And then they went over to Japan, and Hogan got uh, McMahon into bodybuilding. And they kind of made a pact with, with Satan over there, and they were going to come back and take over the world. Now, the first guy that was going to take over the world was actually Jim Barnett, and that's when I got fired and blackballed. Uh, about three years before the McMahons did. And because Jim Barnett's friend was the guy that owned the Chicago Tribune, and they didn't want anybody going against Vern Gagner. And get a little technical here, so I'll get out of there. 
Uh, well, just here to say everything, every territory had somebody. Everybody territory, yeah. Everybody had somebody. Okay, so now the Schnook, the Schnook had, or Schnooka had been in New York. He was so great that they tried to make him a, a bad guy, I suppose, heel. And um, the people just fell in love with him. I mean, the guy had muscles in his jaws, and he was a fire dancer and a cliff diver, and is unbelievable. And people just in awe of him, so much so that when Hogan came, no matter how much they were pushing Hogan, they couldn't get him over Schnooka. And so what they did was they had a match in the garden. I remember very clearly. It was a cage match Morocco. with Morocco. Yeah. And... Towards the end, uh, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Uh, Schnook, boom, slam a rock in the middle, and he climbs that cage, and he gets in the corner of the cage, and he's got the little monkey toes just gripping the cage like that, and he goes into a full squat, and he's looking at Morocco in his hands, in the I love you, and then he stands up, and then he spreads back. Then he goes into a full squat again and dives. And the pictures, the, the cameras, brrr, and whombo on Morocco. And, and, and Charlie Horst, is, Morocco's leg so bad he couldn't walk for two weeks. But bottom line was, Morocco won the match. And it knocked a peg off Schnooker. Then they put Schnooker in Piper's pit. And he got hit with a coconut. Yeah, it's amazing. And then there was... Um, but by the way, that, that that thing, that's the one I remember, like when you'd see the montage, yeah. like in the red, they would always, always show it. Yeah. yeah. That was like, when he was just like... Because that was like oh. extreme. That was way before all the yeah. ECW stuff. And Everything. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when, when, yeah. They, when they couldn't put uh, Snooker over Hogan, was that before he was in Rocky Three? Yes. Yeah. And because yes. Rocky Three, once he once yeah. he did yeah. that, that, that and then they yeah. helped help knock Snooker down, and then after three, because you asked Brett before as far as like what the first match he remembered as far as wrestling for me, for some reasons that I always remember is that Hogan Sheik match, like when he won the title yeah. in '84. Yeah. Like, and I that's that's when I because really because he was a heel, and then he came yeah. back. I didn't, see, I didn't remember. Right. Right. Yeah. So you see, there's. What was the, the point? Was what kind of guy was Hogan? I think we were. No, yeah. well, well, I, well I, he, he. Yeah, I brought. I just thought. I just because I know Brett had brought brought up before well, as far I'm, as like how they were talking. It's like some guys could be dicks and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, being uh, that that's your father, and as a little kid, and everybody was always on Hogan's dick. You know, all the kid. You know, how did that feel? Like, were you always defending your father? Because, right. or, or were your oh, friends always me. rooting for for Piper? Not only was he a bad guy, he wore a dress. Kill, yeah. kill. And, and right. I was like six years old. Kill. Right. And so, you know, he, it was to the point that he was such a bad guy. The teachers would pull me out in school and talk to me about what he did, and they'd give me detention if they could. No, yo, yo, I get beat up if somebody's favorite wrestler got beat up by him. Uh, to a point where he had to come down numerous times to the school, got people fired, that kind of stuff. But wow, so yeah. serious. And I was six, seven years old. I couldn't decipher a difference yet, so I just like, God, Dad, why you so help you, me, Dad? Why I mean, are you such an asshole? Yeah, everybody hates And you. why are those people teaching? Right, And it made yeah. me like, you know, I hated Hogan and all that right. stuff just yeah. because he was my dad's arch enemy. I was growing up, you know, trying to support my dad. He's my role model, that kind of thing. So it was a very confusing time. Right? So you were like following all the bad guys then back then? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, I Did you have all the dolls too? I did not. I did oh, really? not. Yeah, I, I felt like I saw him on TV, and I thought that's right. how you're supposed to act. And right. so I was a rowdier kid, but I got beat up so much that 
yeah, I kind of got closed off. But did you talk smack pretty well to the kids? I did, least? but I couldn't back it up until, <laughs> until <laughs> right. my junior high. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Watching your son fight. Do you want to oh, jump in there with him? Or is you it... know what I did on one fight? Uh, Colt was catching wrath, and I come right down to the ring and went in the uh, opponent's corner. <laughs> yeah. The corner. And I wasn't trying to be uh, disrespectful. It was I was just trying to key in on Colt, saying, come on, and I was actually in the his opponent's corner. But, and they were trying to be nice. Excuse me, sir. I'll be with you in a second. Colt! Colt! You know, and... Oh, sorry. He's, he's so like then dad, I went, so you, you know, if your dad yells at you or something, you just key into that voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was a crowd of people yelling, getting hit in the face. All of a sudden, my dad says something. I remember him because I was on bottom. I was trapped. And I remember him saying there's a hole. Like, I had a way to get out. I, boom, I found it right away because I heard his voice. Like, you know, that father. Yeah, yeah. Doing, was, I couldn't hear my coaches. Couldn't hear anything. All of a sudden, he did that. And it's like instinct. The the fight it's instinct, yeah. You know yeah. when he was My mom it. does that at comedy shows, but they throw <laughs> out for <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like that woman that jumps in the ring with a shoe. No, she likes to yell out at one performing and they <laughs> kick her out for heckling. <laughs> but she doesn't say anything, but you <laughs> suck! That's, do the roller skate uh, bit! <laughs> You're horrible! Why do you say those things? Like, Ma, you gotta leave! Holy cow. You know when Cole was just a little boy, he was, you know, he's got the way he was raised. We live up on a mountain, literally on top of a mountain. It's called Bald Peak Mountain. And uh, we had a lot of stalkers and stuff. I'll get into that another time, but uh, Colt was afraid, and so I got him this little Australian Shepherd puppy. It was so cute, a little furry puppy, you know. <laughs> and so I wanted to surprise him, you know, a cute puppy. And it was the first thing in the morning, <laughs> six o'clock, to wake him up to school. And I, shh, I opened the door, and there you go. And I threw the little puppy on him and I bit him right on the dick. Yeah. <laughs> he come up, oh, his head hit the bunk bed. Holy cow! He looked over at me like. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Dude, I was going to make a comment, but you already he ruined it. No, I was going to say that my two two childhood, uh, like Piper and Dice, yeah. that I got to meet as adults, are two of the best fathers in the uh, world. Like, Dice is an f- amazing father, and you're an amazing just, father. But then you told me a story about the dog. And I, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I can't <laughs> vouch for that anymore. Growing up with it, was in, like, if I didn't do if I didn't do something good in school or that kind of stuff, I wouldn't get like punished. like going to the room stuff. He would take me down on the wrestling match and I'd get we'd wrestle I'd get stretched I'd, you know yeah. Yeah. He, he basically teach me stuff that's awesome I feel bad for your sister what was that like when she was dating I know that Piper oh, and dude. Colt <laughs> I know, I know. That's like, he's got three sisters yeah oh wow and one yeah. who's uh, gonna be a senior this year and you know obviously boys are a big part of her life now right uh, yeah. not if we gotta say something no. right. <laughs> I had a, a speech yeah, oh, his Lord. two older sisters finally boycotted their dad Ariel and Stacia I had a speech and the boy <laughs> I'm the only one that found it humorous uh, sure and the boys would come and they'd knock on the door hi how are you my name's Rod why don't you come back to the office here for a second and the office is excluded from the rest of the house <laughs> yeah, it's a cold exactly. dark corner and just tell me when you when they walk in he's just in the corner yeah, right in the <laughs> not saying no, a word no, no it's Uncle Gene uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have the whole crew yeah, in there. Yeah, he was like, Sit down, I want to talk to you for a second. Yeah, like a, I keep playing Mad Dog with Sean. Come here, cocksucker. cocksucker. <laughs> so I said to him, I said, let me ask you something. I said, you know, supposing you worked every day of your life for three years, saved every dollar to buy this beautiful black pickup truck with the fog lights and the silver bumpers, and it was just beautiful, and you got that truck and you 
drove her to the shopping plaza to get some flowers for your girl. And when you came out, somebody had taken a key and ran it up and down that truck. What would you do? Well, I'd kill him. Don't key my daughter. Have a good time. <laughs> Swear. Don't key my daughter. I, awesome. I had them run out of the house. Yeah, and of course. Then, well, no. <laughs> I'd be shit scared. Yeah. And uh, then they yeah. finally boycotted me. I'll be honest, I, I would probably be like, uh, honey, you know what, I'm just going to hang out with your dad for a while. That's the truth. Because your dad's Piper. Well, you know, I wonder, I wonder if that happened, though. I wonder if that happened. Oh, like, yeah, you yeah, you're talking about stalkers. I wonder if, like, your, if, like, your daughter, like, any of the guys are like, that's Roddy's daughter. I'm going to date her to meet Roddy. Like, you know, that possibly could have happened as well. I heard that, that they, you would know better than I would that. Well, I was the guy. Nobody wanted to date Piper's son. It was different for me. It was like, oh, the dad would be like, oh, your daughter, stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. It, it, it was hard. You know, there was a year, in all in the same year, I knocked out Mr. T. Knocked uh, Hogan. I had whipped Mr. T. Kicked Cindy Lauper in the head. <laughs> broke broke a uh, broke a gold a record. Broke, broke, this is almost all in the same week. Broke a gold record. Cindy Lauper over Captain Lou. Chased Dick Clark back to the dressing room. Had a problem with Liberace and Little Richard. And and, and you know so, what you do last week? Uh, I, I rent a rear window on VHS. I beat up Liberace. Yeah. He was practicing with the can can with the Rockettes when I came in the. Uh, it's, it's a bad story, though. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Because yeah. when, when, they always say that, you know, daughters may go for guys that are like their father. Do you ever meet a guy that you know? You know, you can just look him in the nobody eyes and like, him. like <laughs> But I'm saying, though, there's somebody and that, that clicks in that, that you're like, she oh, might God, think God, is God, like God, that. Yeah, you're like, uh oh. God's truth. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest daughter is married to a captain in the army who's been wounded twice. Uh, he just got surgery June 1st, and my second oldest daughter is married to a Green Beret. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. So it's a legitimate badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two out of three, you yeah, got, just, got one more to go. Oh, uh, yeah. I've yeah, yeah. got the nunnery open for her, and <laughs> <laughs> she's perfect in every way. My youngest one, she's uh, captain of cheerleaders, straight A, never missed a day of school. She's just beautiful. It only took him three tries to get the fourth one perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to be tough, though, And my too. other yeah. daughter, Colt, uh, <laughs> is, uh, no, I've been really lucky. It's her mom. They got a good mommy. Uh, October 12th, 30 years. That's great. Man. Did you know? Holy cow, cool. man. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean to go off the... But no, no, just go. Thinking That's about right, that. Harlow. Go ahead. Just think... Just think okay. <laughs> Keep going. Saying, then why don't you steal another one of my bits? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what bits? I don't, I don't know. Uh, so, Christmas Harlow. Right, right. Go ahead, Christmas. All right, the outsiders. So we, we um, <laughs> but you know, so you had three girls, and then... Yeah. so. When you rushed pregnant with with the boy, did you know right away that it was going to be boy? And when when you nah, my wife, man, she's a poisonous dwarf. She's four eleven and a half. <laughs> she's such a big yeah. poisonous dwarf. She's yeah. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> she would not tell us or find out what gender any of the children were. I got pink and blue oh, of fun. everything until the baby came. I was the first one to see all the babies. I yeah. I stayed. I had people waiting i canceled and all right baby come on and it's healthy and then there's like that 20 minute 30 minute you got to stay with yeah. them and everybody mama's okay everybody all right we're off and running again i think you canceled I was there. a couple planes a couple times with a yeah i had them waiting and chartered a couple but never missed 
Not one of their births was there for yeah. everyone. Push of their back births. WrestleMania. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. Did yeah. you know? Yeah, just tell him to keep shaving his head like an Indian. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you know before he was like you, you realized he had that he had the bug? He you know they bit the bug as far as being a fighter. Oh man, um, you know he was a really cute, chubby little kid, and uh, I never I didn't really see that until uh, he became a police cadet. Uh, and he was a good one. And at that time, I didn't know, you see, I didn't know how much hassle he was getting at school. Um, I tried to block wrestling because we, we had a satellite. Tried to block as much as I could, but of course the kids didn't And see, block I only it. saw him, he was gone 90% of the time, so when he was home, I'm not going to bug him with problems at school. It's, oh, I love you, Dad, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, of so, course. And then, so he yeah. never found out until later on that this kind yeah. of stuff happened. But yeah. I remember there was one teacher, uh, Mr. Fast, and... Uh, he had said in front of the class, this is my second oldest daughter, Ariel, um, started the class with, well, last night I watched Mr. T beat the crap out of Mr. P, like 10-minute commentary. And I was just coming from the gym, and I heard about it. And I went to the principal. I, I was having trouble holding my temper. And then I went and got him from his classroom and brought him into the principal. And then I did a 10-minute monologue on him, see how he likes it. And then uh, she passed that class quite well. Actually. Yeah, and it was she a majority of those age. kids in school had the best day of their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man, don't you know? Exactly. The piper came to my school and bitched my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> piper come bitch your teacher out. Oh, That'd be perfect. so amazing. Oh, I was angry, man. You yeah. know, you could take all the shots at me you want. That's fair. Just, I don't understand what kind of a teacher would even just yeah. even. <laughs> it, it goes back to what you're saying. It's that same fat guy sitting in the in the audience exactly. yelling at the yeah. yelling at the people. You know, I taught I taught for two and a half years, and uh, you know, most you of the, God school, help us. Yeah, and, uh, and mo mo I started as a as a full time sub, and then I just took over the classes like for two two You'd years. You'd be a great row. teacher. Well, I mean, look, man, I, I, there's real teachers out there that you know are in the trenches. So I don't pat myself on the back. I was just there temporary because I was still doing doing comedy, but. Most You'd of the teachers teacher. were amazing, but every once in a while, there's one where you're like, how the fuck is this person a teacher? Yeah. Like, how do you yeah. have any animosity towards a seven-year-old? Right. You know? Yeah. You get one of those in a blue moon, because I don't want to, you know, as a profession, it's great. But, like, any teacher that would uh, ostracize a child yeah. right. over a professional wrestling match that they saw the <laughs> right. night before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, my first day, uh, eliminate all the tough guy bullshit. This is my first day at school. Uh, I lived on an Indian reservation. It's called The Paw, T-H-E-P-A-S. It's still to this day the toughest uh, Indian reservation in Canada. Now, are you Native area. American? No. Or, I mean, well, no. Native American. American. Uh, uh, Native, Native Canadian? Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> no, there, there's rumors, yeah. but uh, uh, no. And um, I was so scared to go to school. I was the only white kid in the town, white family. And uh, when I finally, I, I kept crying so hard. And finally, uh, the guy that brought me in, I held onto his ankle and literally got drugged down the hallway. And her name was Miss Hill. I don't forget her. And she, I take care of the little boy. And in Canada, they had a strap with a handle. And they got me in there. And she just beat the shit out of me for this strap. It stopped me from crying. Just beat the shit out of me. And then I had to go for recess. I didn't want to go out. But she saw so I go up for recess, and they'd beat the shit out of me. And there was, 
There used to be the wide world of sports used to have the home of the tra World's Trappers Festival in this place called the Paul Manitoba. And there was one Indian that could carry 500 pounds of sacks of flour on his back. There was husky dogs. They were, they were nailed down, but they were working dogs. You didn't play with them. And I couldn't go home the same way the other kids because I'd get beat up. So I had to go around the tree line. But it was like 100 below in the wintertime. And like January, February, March, the Timberwolves game was scarce. So I had to learn a song called John Jacob Jingleheimer. John Jacob Jingleheimer's bad. His name is my name. Do da 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 da. the people always shout. There goes John Jacob Jingleheimer's bad. And now that's it. And what that would do is the Timberwolves, if they hurt a human, they would they would scoot. But if you accidentally got up on them, they'd snatch you. And so I would sing John Jacob Jingleheimer's Smith. I'll tell you, I'll just finish it with this story, how fucked up a life can get. Is when I was five years old, I got charged for rape. And Five years old? Yes, sir. And I, <laughs> oh, shit. No, I, These I'll are the stories, stories, by the way, he was talking about, like, the, the getting into the Indian reservation yeah, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. shit. This is awesome. Uh, <laughs> what happened is, okay, so, and you look this fucking place up, man, the paw. T-H-E-P-A-S. It's still to this day the toughest Indian reservation in Canada, period. It's a gateway to hell. And in the springtime, there was so much snow that it made huge puddles of water. And like because I wore what they call muckalucks, which were, uh, it had rabbit fur on it. The Indians made them. And like my sisters put tampons in the bottom of them because they, your feet would be against the snow and like the tampons would fall out, you know, like. Bad day, and so I would. For some reason, I like to skip on the logs. And there was a girl right across the street. Her daddy owned the only general store, and I was in a red shack immediately across the street. Her name was Arlene Philly, and so um, I got in a lot of trouble because I fell in the water. And I'm with Arlene Philly, and so Arlene Philly and I. She, she's the only person who'd walk home with me. And I was, I said, you know, I guess, you know, let's play on the logs or something. And we both went in the water. And I was too scared to go home. So Arlene Philly, somehow we got over to her garage and there was a potbelly stove in her garage. And I, I swear to God, uh, there's, it's what it is. And so, like, we took off all our clothes and hung them up for them to dry. And her mother, who was a big-time Bible pumper, came in and we were both naked in the garage and screamed rape and they called the cops and there was only one cop for 250 miles and he was in a Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman and he was my dad and she screamed rape and that's the cop that came to beat me to get me at um, five? Yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Right. You were first grade. That way yeah. at that age. No, you don't know what I the hell's going was, on. But she, she was yeah, a la religious lady and she from the store the garage was like the store, here's the garage, there's the highway. I got hit by a truck when I was crossing the highway, and I also, that same year, uh, they, only caterpillars could get you to the doctor, and my tummy was gone, and the caterpillar got me, and they took my tonsils out, they said I had tonsils out, no, my appendix out, said I had appendicitis, and I didn't, they threw them away, I had tonsils out, took my tonsils out, all in the same year, and, uh, and they were going to arrest me for rape. Uh, anyway, oh, and that was my first. That was like. So is that why your family was there? Because your dad was a Mountie. Yeah, and uh, the the reason, like, so Mounties also the Canadian Railway owned by the government, CNR, 
uh, they protected that. And they only had one Mountie per station. And there was a little red shack, literally, by the railway tracks. And I used to go off the train to try to get places. And they moved the Mounties every 365 days because uh, they didn't want them to get familiar with the people. Right. And so I got to the place where... Uh, and they, they taught me wrong in school. And I uh, they taught... Um, Spelling instead of phonics memorization. And I'll show you something real quick. Math. They taught math. I'm going to divide. I'm going to divide ten into a thousand. And this is the way they this is the way they taught you how to do math. Divide ten into a thousand. Okay, ten goes into a thousand one time for sure. That leaves nine hundred and ninety. That's one time. Well, how many times will ten go into nine hundred and ninety? Well it'll go nine times, okay? So nine times. Nine times ten is ninety. Well, I got nine hundred left. You kept going, then you added up all those numbers, and you put it at the top. After three years, they figured out it doesn't work. I never got an education. That's crazy. I've That's never cool. read a book, not even the book I wrote. I can't read cover to cover. When I get a script, I have to have somebody... Like, I can read words, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't put concepts together. Oh. And... Uh, so I become a wrestler no, wait, wait, but, but wait, <laughs> and a bagpipe player. But you became so great. I mean, what you're known for is your words. Like what, how you. Let me you tell know, you something. I've read. I'm not throwing any names out. Yeah. I know. A, a, I've read a couple autobiographies. All of all of there's all the similarities that you're saying are there. Are, I mean, different variations. Some are learning disabled. Are all qualities of people that have achieved great things. Yeah. So it's 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 really uh, I don't know. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. I mean, you can also find the same thing in people that are in prison. Yeah, yeah, hundred dollars, hundred dollars. But I mean, it, it takes it takes something extra to overcome yeah. adversity, or even to, to do that. And you you overcompensate in a positive way to to succeed, man. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive, man. Yeah, I, I, it is. You know, I that stuff I, I find really. I mean, again, I'm not the wrestling stuff is obvious, but I find stuff like that more interesting yeah. when you learn about people. Especially Diversity. icons, yeah. yeah. What they overcome yeah. in their personal life? Because you know, it's I mean, really it's, cool. it's it's it is. You you. It's very rare that you meet people that are not only synonymous with a business or a career, right? But are iconic in that career, whatever that may be. Uh, could I, be I, ice I, skating, could be anything. But you're <laughs> meeting one of the best that yeah. is known yeah, in I that business, whatever that business may be. You know what Brad said? That he cracked me up. Holy cow! And I, I still don't know to this day. I think we got to go to a break. We'll be back. But just a second. So, Brett was, he's so kind, as, so are you, you know, uh, Mike. Frank, <laughs> tell you that, Frank Christmas is a good guy. Uh, Frank, true. he's true. a hell of a guy, Mike Christmas. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it was about Brett being funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yes, yes, about Brett being funny. So, uh, I, he did the show with me, and we went over to Tony Roma's to eat, you know, and, we're all sitting around, and Brett's talking about the show. He's talking about me, and he says, <laughs> he says, damn, it's like hanging out with the real Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I called him Forrest Gump. I'm not sure how to take that. But well, no, because this guy, his stories. Like, right? We, he, 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 was on, he met ninjas. Right. And, and he was in, <laughs> Just in one week, he pushed Dick Clark down a hallway and kicked and, and him kicks him in the face. No, and you're missing the other thing, too. He's running around avoiding Timberwolves <laughs> singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. 
He's like fucking Forrest we Gump. Gotta take He's a met break. presidents. Uh, he drove Smokey and the Bandits car. I did too. I know. I know. Uh, we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. Brad Ernst, <laughs> Boris Karloff, and uh, Christian Harlow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, but before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. All right, good. So uh, Roddy's actually beating the shit out of uh, Ernst out in the back. Uh, good. See, so perfect. We, it was a quick beating, buddy. Because Rod, Roddy was kidding around with messing up my name, of course, but Brett was being a douche, so uh, Roddy decided to go beat the piss out of him outside. Thank you very much, Roddy. I appreciate that. No problem. Very nice. Okay. Um, Oh, he's a tough guy. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, is. It's true. He knows how to use a money clip. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Yeah. There you are. All right. You got that squared away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, we were talking about it during the break. Um, are we back on? Yeah, we're back on. Oh, we were talking about it uh, during the break as far as it's like, so who would you take? No, no I was saying, the, we, should, we should start a fight with you and your son. And who, who would you uh, take? And I would like, if we had to fight, who would you take? Like, <laughs> like both, who do you want? Yeah, we both looked at each other and didn't answer. <laughs> and I'm like, not only would we lose uh, for yeah. the obvious reasons, but now you got a son, a father defending his son, and yeah. a son Ooh. defending his father. Yeah, it's like no thanks. It's like instant death. Yeah, I just looked over at Johnny, sound, and I was like, I'm, well, I probably just have to take him on, on principle. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we got to run. Uh, first yeah. of all, I want uh, want to qualify something. First of all, I love you guys. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate bullies, and that whole rape situation. I hate it. Uh, I can't. You know, there's a movie called Raging Bull. Love yeah. it. I can't get through it though. Really? Nah, when he's hitting his, I can't. Oh. I, I can't get through it. Uh, just so like it's, not, it's it wasn't meant to be a cool story. It's just something that happened. Oh yeah. And it's part of made you who you are today. You go into the back personal stories. It's... So you think so you know one time person. one time called we're getting breakfast and he's looking at me. He's got that look in his eye. I said. You really think you can beat me? <laughs> I did. I said, you really think you can beat me? And you know, he says, he says, yeah, Dad, but I think it's cute that you think you can beat me. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That's cute. <laughs> you, know, you know what I remember just when you said a breakfast? It was back when I used to go out to eat with some stuff as a kid. People come up to him all the time trying to start stuff and do stuff. And so he would never, ever get physical if me or my sisters or her mom was anywhere near. But it was just me and him. He would take me out to the car and park me strategically, like handicapped, right in front of the uh, right in front of the building. He'd lock the doors and say, "If anybody comes out, honk the horn." And he would leave. He would go into the restaurant, and for some reason, he'd always walk out a lot faster than he went in. <laughs> I never know what happened, but he would do that on numerous occasions. Remind me of that. What'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what you did. I think what he did does have a, doesn't have a statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my goodness, my goodness. You know, Ryan, I wanted to ask you something, too, because it was a couple of podcasts back, and we, we kept jumping over it, and I said eventually I'd have to ask you again. Okay. And uh, we talked about shooting with DDP, and I asked you yeah. about Vince Russo. <laughs> then you told me, you told me, you said eventually, but and you kept skipping uh, over it. I figured we have an open forum here. We can talk about it. Because I saw, I saw, uh, are you familiar God. with what happened here, Brett? No, no, no. So I'm. I don't know if you can. I set it up or sure. Go so, ahead. So we're talking about like you're familiar with shooting. What shooting is on as far as like you know with uh, with interviews as far as like there's no you're not sticking to like whatever the, whether it be the storyline or, or whatnot right. and you're going off and you're calling somebody out basically. And I saw a video to where Vince Russo who single handedly destroyed the WCW just the way he he overtook it. He destroyed a, a company that was making money yeah. hand over fist and just brought it into the ground. And Roddy called him out in the middle of the ring, and it was the most intense. Almost amazing shoot. If you haven't seen it out there, you should watch it. You should watch it. But 
can I can I ask you how that like what what when you said to yourself okay this is this is the day I'm shooting on this piece Look, of shit but that's yeah. an, it's an unplanned thing oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah no you're no winging it. you're winging it yeah. and you're letting people you know like this I'm going off I'm going off book here and I'm gonna let everybody know what this piece of garbage is all about well it I was um, I had written a book and uh, while I was writing it a guy tried to kill me in a car and put me in Cedar Cyanide Hospital. He ran me over the car and broke my right ankle, four ribs, one rib went into my liver, my spleen, and my back in two places. And I, I died on the table. Boom. And they, they brought me back. And then they put me on this uh, uh, on this tour bus because I had to do this book uh, tour. And uh, I was having a really hard time trying to, you know, just kind of stay alive there a little bit. And um, so the bus left us in Memphis, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and TNA was in Nashville. And about, I don't know, I got to make it up four, seven months before that, um, my cousin, Owen Hart, they had put him up in a harness in a pay-per-view in Madison Square Garden, and uh, he didn't want to do it. He, he was afraid of heights. And during the afternoon, you know, it's, uh, allegedly the way the story goes is that he... Uh, we just wanted to walk, and they said, if you walk, you're finished. You're going to have to do this. And so uh, bottom line, you know, you know the writing, yeah, boom. And uh, and he fell, and he died in the ring, and they scraped him off and uh, put the match. So this had been on my mind quite a bit, and I, and I was hurting anyway inside. And um, so I just said to Jerry, uh, uh, Jerry Jarrett, who uh, Jeff Jarrett's dad, who ran that, I said, you know, let me come in the ring and... Uh, uh, and I got in the ring, and because, you know, uh, when I first came to the WCW, uh, uh, Vince Russo, instead of coming and saying hi, he sent uh, this guy named Ed, he sent him to my dressing room. And uh, he was being a real wise ass. And I could see, so I said, let me ask you a question. I says, uh, you, you and Vince were writing uh, for the WWF, weren't you? And he said, oh, yeah, 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 we did a lot of writing for WF. I said, then uh, you're the reason Owen Hart died. And a, a sweat literally spurted out of his temple and down. And within about 40 seconds, Vince Russo was in the room. And, they were, you know, they were trying to manipulate me. Uh, and they, I just got really angry about it. And so I got in the ring, uh, and I, I had this book, and I started talking about it. And... It was just supposed to be me in the ring, and all of a sudden, Vince Russo comes in the ring. I got my back, and I didn't know it. And so I turned, all right, here we go. And I had him in the corner, and I had the microphone. And I backed him straight in the corner, and so I said, Joe, you're the reason that Owen Hart died. And he said, I'll tell you. And he tried to take the microphone. And like in my business, rule 101, never let go of the microphone. So I said, just tell me. And at that time, there was two big boys come down Baltimore that called the Harris Twins. And I said, okay, here we go. And as they got in the ring, they said to me, good evening, Mr. Pfeiffer, which meant to me they weren't coming up. So they went to Russo. And Russo had been in the ring for about uh, three minutes. I hit him upside the head with a book, trying to get him to make a move. And he wouldn't. And then when the Harris Twins came in, he started to pretend like he was trying to get to me. And these good boys were holding him back. And I'd been in there three minutes with him by myself. And so then uh, I saw him and I, I got the microphone. I put, I got out of the ring and I put the microphone on the 
apron. I knew, and he went died for the microphone. I snatched the microphone away from him again. And the, I guess the point was... Uh, and none of this was planned? Nothing. Was... Nothing. I didn't know he was coming to the ring. Did I just hit was... him for real? Oh, yeah. Like, just, oh, yeah. just smacking him. Oh, up. yeah. That's just, yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. And uh, I was told it got, like, 50 million hits. Most hits for any one incident. And it crashed uh, the websites, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, yeah, and that, that's what happened. It was just uh, things were going too... Things were getting out of hand, and people had no respect for the, their human beings that they're putting in there. And they're sitting down and they're writing, they're writing stuff that they're making up. They've been watching Batman. Okay, we'll put him up here, do this, but no respect for the for the athlete there. Or and the those, safety of yeah. None. And then, and there's a lot of guys that feared for their job and they weren't able to say anything. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's that's what happened. Uh, I just got, you know, I uh, just got pissed off at it. Um, now, what was Vince? I, I'm, I'm, well, the thing was, did Russo, he wrestle at all? Ever? No, he wasn't a wrestler. No. Yeah, because from what I remember from he was like, he worked for the WWE for a while, and, and then he was like under under McMahon, and then he took off, and then he he was given the position in WCW. And I remember when they announced him, everyone's like, oh, he's a big writer there, and it was, you know, I was a huge fan. They're like, he's going to do some big changes. And then I remember the decline. As it came, because it and from hearing all the horror stories from the wrestlers, was that just it just was in chaos, and there wasn't yeah. say what you want about Vince McMahon or whatever. The guy knows how to oil the machine, you know. And like the, this was apparently again, I'm not I'm speaking as in a fan point of view, but it just seemed like it was out of whack, way out of whack. Um, and then the WCW, WCW, I think something that went from. Uh, $80 million to the good to $50 million negative within a year. Well, dude, I remember when they were they were strong at one Big point. Time. With yeah. Nitro and uh, yeah, uh, the but, Outsiders and NWO. Yeah, and, but you know what? They, like, they call it the wars the, back during the war. Yeah. But here's the thing. I never thought it was a war. I was just working for another league. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, Hogan was making comments like, uh, there's a guy up north choking on his own ego. And, and they were all, like, they got it so personal instead of just dealing with their own personal business and taking care of their personal business. They aired it to the they, public. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you don't, you don't, you don't do business like that. Um, so then, when I started doing business like that, they seemed to have a problem with it. Right. Uh, you know, you were much better at it. Well, I don't know. I was pretty serious about it, though. Yeah. That's what. Um, I, that's why, man. It, yeah. it, it came from a real you know, place. You could tell, like, and you just, yeah, it. you can see the emotion that came out because, again, I've, I've done a few shows. Where, you, know, you can tell when you're passionate about something, it comes out, and, and it was there was not an ounce of bullshit in what this man was saying, mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. you just see Vince Russo trying to be cool, and then you like yeah. the, you mentioned when these guys came out, and then he did the thing, the typical guy, the bar, yeah, you know, yeah, like this yeah, and it was silly. Yeah, yeah, it was so silly. Let him go. Yeah. Uh, so, well, thank you for answering because I've been asking. Yeah, no, about no problem. Um, got fired for that too. Uh, well, yeah, you, you'd almost be. How could you not? <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. You kind of know. You kind of know that that's going to happen going in there. I guess so. I guess so. Some. Um, yeah, but you, it looks like you know, you you're still here. Right. I'm still here. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. Where is he? I don't, I don't know. know where he is now. No idea. I don't probably know. Probably ruining something. Yeah. You're probably ruining <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some restaurant yeah. going out of business. Right? He was the he was the guy. He was his teacher, the one I called out Piper's Mansion for. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you know what? It was more gunslingers back then. Um, it's not like they have it now. The 
the guys they don't they're not giving them a chance to be themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're not giving them a chance to grow. Like you were when you're trying to help me at the comedy store, say you know you got to find your own voice, you got to find yourself. Uh, just throw them into the fire right away, huh? Just throw them in the yeah. fire. Um, the Ultimate Warrior was. Uh, I never had personal problems with the Ultimate Warrior myself. Yeah. But where he lost a lot of respect is like he would be wrestling some for a middle guy. And I remember one time, in, I think he was going against Macho Man. He was working an angle with Macho Man. And so he had this guy above his head, and Macho Man came up. And the kid, he just dumped the kid. And the kid ended up coming down his head on the railing. But no respect for his body. And so, you know, those are the kind of things that uh, uh, if we don't stick up for you, yeah. you know, somebody stuck up for me. Like I remember uh, there was a guy stealing money. We have a... An unbelievable judicial ju- system. What's the name? Ju- judicial. Judicial. Thank you. Judicial system. And jujitsu system. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and uh, there was, so there was, there was this money being stolen. And, and like I, I was too young to really know what was going on. And one time uh, there's a wallet, and then the wallet's hanging out, and you can see some money in it. It's none of my business. And there was this guy, and all of a sudden, you know, like a guy would have $200, and he, uh, he thought, and he'd only had 180 160 this went on for a couple of weeks and so finally uh i think it was grilling one soon and uh, arnie scolding uh there was money just laid out there and this guy his first name was billy and uh he was on the third match and so the money was just laid out there nobody said anything and sure as heck some of the money had been gone this is knowing after the fact now what i'm talking about but these boys knew, and so this guy named Billy, he went and he, he wrestled, and he come back, and he got in the shower, and as soon as the water hit his hands, it turned completely red. And these guys, I don't know what, they put some kind of solution on the money, mm-hmm. and uh, holy cow, man. They come in that shower. They come in that shower and elbowed him in the back of the head that went against the shower down, and they turned that hot water on him. And as they were leaving, they could you, you could hear the guy moan. And they caught him again, boom, and just left him there with the hot water on him. And that was the end of that. You don't want to mess with Grillamon soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no he was a wonderful guy. Uh, he's one this, of the best commentators th- of all time. Yeah. Oh, so to good. this day, uh, when you see the WWE, when you see them come out of the ramp, right around the corner there is like all these tables and monitors and chair, and it's called the gorilla position because yeah, cool. gorilla monsoon was the guy in back in the day that said you're on deck you're next you know he, he had that kind of ordering power yeah. and uh he was a tough boy well you know what you know you're saying too as far as you them getting thrown into the fire now and stuff like that and bringing up gorilla monsoon i think brett when you and i like watched back in the day like it felt even though you may have known you know, it was you still had the sports entertainment value to it. It felt like it was like you were watching like the same way you'd watch a boxing match. Like you yeah. know, when you're like it was like that big main event. Now it's all I know. They've really embraced the sports entertainment angle of it. It's all soap opera and not as much of the sport. Well, it's always, I know it's still it's, there a lot but of it's athleticism. Always a big event. For sure. But, but no, I, but I'm saying yeah. it used to be. You look forward to something. Right. You know what I mean, or it would build up to it. And, and I still think, yeah, and I think, well, I think fans of the sport now too, or of WWE, do 
look up and look forward to it still it's just it just had such a different feeling back then like when you were when you were fighting in your prime and like again like i remember that savage versus hogan whole thing or wrestlemania 5 when that yeah. that was like tyson and and you know like a tyson fight that's how yeah. big it was yeah. and it's not the same now savage was savage was great i just heard about a rib that harley race pulled on yeah. <laughs> on Saturday? Uh, no, on uh, Tom Jones. This is the guy, Tom Jones. And this is Tom Jones oh. had, uh, had was messing around with Harley Race. And so Harley Race is from Kansas City. I don't, Do you remember who Harley Race is? Oh, yeah, was? the yeah. king. Harley. The king. Oh, man. Yeah. So Harley. Uh, he still have his little ass. Uh, uh, his, his, his battle's the junkyard dog, man. I remember those. Oh, time. Yeah. Beautiful work. And Harley went and got a rattlesnake. And he got the snake, and he sold the snake's mouth shut. But he threw the snake in the car. And Tom Jones come got in the car. And, like, I've never been bit by a snake, so I don't know this. But apparently when a rattlesnake strikes you, it's not like he just taps you. He almost knocks you off his feet. Well, this rattlesnake, his mouth was sore, and he was striking him. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and this guy's trying to get out of the car, he's and he knows big. he's dying. Uh, and But the snake's mouth was so shut. You know, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you <laughs> so take a snake? I don't know. the mouth shut. I think, I think they were probably, he probably taped it up or something. Still taped it up? Yeah. I mean, I, I, probably, yeah. but I don't know if I had the guts just to You're do right, that. You're right, right. Hey, i got to yeah. pay the bills real quick. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, guys. Listen, uh, you got to go to GameFly.com. Are you? Have you ever used GameFly? Yeah, we have it on our Schmoes Note podcast awesome. too. Yeah, uh, you're, Roddy's on this thing. Yep. So uh, type in this address: www. or www.gamefly.com forward slash Roddy uh, and uh, GameFly. They offer over what like eight thousand video games. Yeah, it's really it's, cool. It's, man. It's, like it's, like, it's like Netflix. It's like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. So when you type in Roddy's address, uh, www.gamefly.com forward slash Roddy, you'll get a free 15-day, two-disc trial valued at $22.95. I love you. Thanks, bud. <laughs> so go to gamefly.com and put in That's pretty cool. Roddy's address. Yeah. Again, it's uh, www.gamefly.com forward slash Roddy, and you're going to get a free 15-day, yep. two-disc trial twenty-two ninety-five value. And you should see the Gamefly emblem on the bottom of the RodPod page, I think. So so you just right there. Same yeah. with like Amazon. If you punch yeah. Amazon, something good happens. See, I'm horrible at that. Uh, I'm horrible at that. Well, I can go RI nine five need, one seven one. Get your tickets now. Yeah. You got to let your soldiers do it. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, I got the best soldiers in the world. You let your soldiers do it. That's right. I got the best soldiers in the world. Where Where did you perform last? Just before here. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm chewing tobacco. Uh, <laughs> thank you, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, 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 last I was just at the Paris Hotel in uh, in Vegas. Because I, I follow you on Twitter, you know, and I try to always... Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, this week time. I'm in San Diego. I'm at the... Com well, when is this airing? Uh, good question. <sighs> eh, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> so in two weeks? <laughs> two weeks. So in two weeks, I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. At the Funny Bone. And, and, and if, that's a great place. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah, Des Moines. Cool. I've never been to the Funny Bone, but Des Moines has got some of the finest jails in America. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very cool. Broward very County's cool. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, have you ever been? Uh, just held over. That's just point. held over. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. I didn't even get the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just held over. Yeah, Not, nothing major. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to brag about. <laughs> you know, they, it's like Andre the Giant one time. 
By the way, I just saw him the other night in The Prince's Bride. Yeah. Yeah, he was on. Oh, I watched it. Like, well, we did that, yeah. Oh, lady. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah, he was, I think, the finest actor of us all. You know, when he banged he the door down great, and went, it, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they rock up ahead, Fezzik. If they are, we'll be dead. It's the best. Andre used to have the same Hawaiian shirt and the same cowboy boots with, and the socks that he wore just barely came above his ankle bone. And, you know, like, you'd only get one pair of clothing that really worked. And he's at a bar one time, and, you know, he's drinking at the bar, and his shirt's open. And I don't know, the bartender had a heart on him for him for some reason, you know, and try to be a tough guy, come over to him, you know, you do your shirt up, right? And, uh, leave me alone, boss. So the guy called the cops, and the cops come towards the back, and, you know, they're talking to the cops, hey, this guy, you know. The policemen come, and they got... Excuse me, and Andre, oh, stand up, this is God Street, stands up, and the one cop looks at the other and says, you know, it is a little warm in here. <laughs> yeah. Would you, let me ask you this, you would have to say Andre. It is a little warm You in would there. have to say Andre is probably the first, like, icon of wrestling, right? You wouldn't yeah. put anybody Well, Gorgeous George probably was. Probably well, I mean, but I'm saying, like, Andre the, is probably the one, right? Yeah. It's probably worldwide yeah. by that yeah. time. That everybody would say, like, if you're doing a top five, yeah, you Andre. probably you have to put him in there, yeah, because he, he's just he was just so massive. You never saw mm -hmm. anybody like him. I mean, even even someone like you know, um, Big Show now is a big guy, he's still not as big, not even close no. to as big as one on. Like I was watching it in the movie when, uh, uh, what Carrie Hughes, uh, yeah. the guy that played always, um, yeah, uh, always. I don't, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's, it's but close. when he, his head is on his chest, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. see his yeah. hands, <laughs> like you, a little baby. Yeah. Andre, one of the things with Andre, he had a problem was. He couldn't stay in the same place too long. And so back in the day when it was well, all What do you mean? Because it was like his legs and stuff? Or? No, 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 no. Like uh, in the same town. territory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. once you saw him, then like who are you going to put second week around? Who are you going to put against Got him? It. And so it was hard for him to keep a job. But back in the day when there were all different territories, finally Vince McMahon Sr. booked him. And he'd come into a territory for a week. He'd always pick me uh, to wrestle. And and whoever and he would go around. That's why I wrestled him so many times. And the first thing he'd do with me every time, damn it, is reach over and whoa, and he'd take my t-shirt off and then he'd put it on himself and he looked like Baby Huey. And for the <laughs> next ten minutes, walked around kicking my ass. But he was a wonderful giant. And then he used to take me to oh, right downtown here. It's always had a customer since 1930. The pantry, pantry. Oh, the pantry All yeah. the guys are ex-cons mm -hmm. and. Um, he would make me eat because I had to gain weight. I was, I was little, and he, he, he had to gain weight at one time, Andre. And he'd go, oh, boss, you don't, know, you don't know what it's like. And he would make me eat the Andre special. And at the pantry, they had a big ham steak, six eggs, hash browns, and he'd make it for me. And he'd scramble up the ha eggs and the potatoes, boom, and, oh, boss. And that's how he had me gain weight. Wow. And uh, we would eat every night at the pantry. How do you not make that guy champion? Like he was Andre. How do you not make him champion? It's like you know you think like that's the yeah. guy. Like you know because whoever finally beats him earned it. Yeah. But, but, but it's I, like I, how do you not make him champ? Well, that, uh -huh. I think I think that's what added to it. It's like you yeah. know I was listening to uh, Stern the other day. Yeah. They're doing the flashbacks. They were talking about Pete Rose, and that he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, which is a travesty. But yeah. at the same right. time, what? Stern was saying the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame is why he's still relevant. Yeah. Like, you know, like why we're still talking about it. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah. you know, to put him down as one of the greatest baseball players of all time is an understatement. 
but, but you know, he's the fact not in, that he's not in the hall. Right. You keep going. How isn't Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? Is he not in but there Andre, because he bet? Yeah, but yeah. he didn't even bet on baseball. It was uh, no, he bet on baseball. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he was yeah. saying, and the thing that he just admitted to gambling, he bet on football. Well, but the but the charges are against him. The fact that he was managing the Reds when he bet on the team, he bet on. He didn't bet against them. He bet for them. So, still. like, what's so bad there? Nah, yeah, it's, it's, I, mean, it's I get the, a lot it's of baseball. The, it's the play. politics stuff. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's the politics. I'm getting the wind up signal here. Um, there's a lot of people that have, nobody gets where they're at by themselves. Mm-mm. You know, I've had so many wonderful people give That's me. That's what a Obama says. I, uh, Everybody, but I, I, I mean, I agree and I disagree with that. I, I think that you know, because yeah, you had people help you along the way or give you opportunity, but you still have to take You're advantage still, of that yeah, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know there's I mean? a guy in this building, Mitch Ackerman, who uh, was the executive vice president of Disney for like 15 years, and he's been my best friend and behind me forever. Gil Brenton, who's here helping me produce it. Brett Ernst, uh, he's just. A really fine man uh, and and an unbelievably great comedian, uh, if you get a chance to watch him. Uh, Cole Toombs, my son, and Christian Harloff. Thank you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call Mikey Christmas. You know, Schmoes know. They, I, I call the comedy store my Hell's Angels frat clubhouse because I love it there. And I went there and... For a year and a half, and I come out being able to play the piano. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're always back there playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I got my name on the side of it. Uh, I don't deserve it, but it, it's wonderful. And I want to thank you all so much, Brett, for being here. I know how much heart you give me and how much fill in. I love you, though. No, of course, man. You're great, Christian. Fantastic. And check out the Schmo's nose. It's, you know, it is. Yeah, it's one of the most it's, unique uh, movie review. And I remember when you first started it. Yeah, and it's it's taken a life of its own, and, and it's really blowing it's up. Really, thank it's you. Really uh, interesting to hear two guys that are real guys. Yeah, uh, review movies. Him and Mark, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, you can hear our podcast, Ron and Toad Hub, now. So it's every uh, every Wednesday, ten to twelve. So check us nice. out. Thank you, Rod. It's a pleasure being here. It's Thanks, really is. Guys. Thank you so much. I love you with all my heart. I did a review on the first Expendables <laughs> for him, and I hadn't even seen it. We <laughs> didn't even know. That's it. He sold it. He sold it. Uh, I love you yes. with all my heart. For those who love us, may God bless them. For those who don't, may God, God turn their hearts. And if he can't turn their hearts, may he turn their ankles so we recognize them by their limp. We will see you <laughs> next time. Ow! I love you.